Well, hello, 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 and welcome to the Outpouring Fellowship Podcast. Not only a place, but the place for Jesus lovers who question the church. Yeah, it's... We've got another day with Malcolm. I don't know if you guys watched or listened um, about a month ago when we had him on the first time. It was, a, it was a good time, and hopefully, barring other tech issues, we should be having, we should have a good show today. I think so. <laughs> shalom, shalom, everybody. By the way, I don't think we introduced ourselves. Uh, we, and for, that, for those who are new, for those who are entering in, uh, we are your hosts, uh, Caleb Meal. Matt, I'll let you introduce yourself since I can't. And seem Matthew to do Patton. Right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, welcome everybody. Shalom, shalom. And like like Matt said, we have our our, our um, one of our members here, all the way from down under, from Australia, uh, Malcolm George. And Malcolm, Malcolm, we're so happy to have you back, bud. Um, it's uh, always wonderful to be able to join both both of you guys. Uh, I consider you guys like family. Yeah, you know we getting to know each other better and uh, it's always fantastic times with our fellowship with you both and uh, I respect you greatly and uh, looking forward to the show today. Great. As you can tell folks, maybe, and you probably won't tell if you're listening but to the audio, uh, but for those who are watching on the video and those who are uh, watching on live on Rumble, uh, right now we're not showing ourselves. Uh, we are just showing the photos are, uh, uh, of our profile uh, it's for the just so that maybe the, the audio will help and, and less data going through so that there's no interruptions being Malcolm all the way from Australia sometimes we've had some hiccups here and there but we made it through but we were hoping that through just through just showing our uh, profiles and not showing video will help uh, smooth the process so I hope you guys even for those who are watching I hope you, you uh, tune in and still enjoy uh, what we're about to hear but before we get into all that, let's tell the people how to get in touch with us, shall we? Yeah, so let me uh, real quick uh, <laughs> bring up the, the screen again for sharing all the details so that the, those who are uh, watching can see it for themselves. All right, uh, so, so of course, this is the Outpouring Fellowship podcast. You can watch us live on Rumble every Wednesday at roughly this time, about 10 o'clock in the morning Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Um, or you can listen to us anytime or watch watch the rerun. Hey, either way. Or you can find us on YouTube. Tell us the channel. Yes, it is Outpouring Fellowship Ecclesia on YouTube. You'll find the, the profile that you probably see of me on here on Zoom uh, on, on this on the stream is the same one you'll see find on YouTube. No, actually, no. I changed that. You'll find the background of the of the of our of our podcast uh, background, the the dove with the hands. You'll find that, and uh, it's so yeah, it's outpouring fellowship ecclesia. So that's a YouTube channel. Our next one will uh, for our next podcast will update that information. Uh, like I said, my other email, other way to reach me besides the Instagram account is uh, CalebMeal at Outlook.com. Again, we'll also add that soon too. Mm-hmm. And of course, you can reach either of us at outpouring underscore fellowship at proton.me. Myself on Telegram at Matthew76. And of course, if you're wondering about the background music, it's Indie Folk Background by Kale Productions. All right. This podcast, we just want we want to uh, listen to Malcolm and just kind of just see, seeing what is going on in Australia. Uh, I mean, nothing we uh, haven't heard of lately. We know the things politically are just kind of a, a mess over there, and people are dealing with some hardships. Uh, but again, we just want to just review what's going on, and Malcolm's going to do that. It, you, do, you know, give as much information as he possibly can, and then and also just seeing what uh, what is God doing there. Um, as well as he's doing in the U.S., but we want to hear uh, hear as much as what's going on around the world, especially in Australia. So, Malcolm, uh, the floor is yours. Uh, tell us what's going on, bud. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Caleb. Uh, look, uh, there's some good things happening in Australia, as as well as some challenging and concerning things. Um, let's start off. Let's start off with some good things. Um, you know, a friend of mine, he he's, he certainly runs a, a church which is a really powerful outpouring of the Holy Spirit 
Um, I, I believe there's a number of people in different groups here who are praying and seeking the face of God and believing for revival. Uh, you may have heard of a, a, a well-known man of God uh, from roughly 100 years ago who had a powerful prophecy, uh, Smith Wigglesworth, who, who uh, uh, prophesied that Australia would have the last great revival on earth before the return of Jesus Christ. And I firmly believe that because that man uh, operated in the supernatural and in uh, in ways very, very few people do. So I've got total respect for him. So in even though on the surface, every when you look around, everything seems to be going to hell in a handbasket, we know that God is still on the throne, that Jesus is still the King of kings and the Lord of lords, that we are able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we can possibly ask or even think, and we know that, that he will never leave us nor forsake us. So that's 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 let's start with that foundation. You know, uh, I know that the Lord is moving in different parts. I know of different individuals in Australia who who um, are having revival meetings, and there is um, the Holy Spirit is moving in this nation. Now, one of the things that seems to be the case with human nature is that um, it seems to go um, in cycles. Uh, you've probably heard of 200-year cycles as nations where they can go uh, backwards over time from, like if you look at America as an example, they had the, at the American Revolution, they had uh, men who actually uh, had the strength of character to fight for their nation and to um, get rid of the British out of America and to start a strong nation and they started off well. And then you look at where things at with the political leaders today, and you think, oh, gee, well, you know, that's it's not going as well as what it, you know, as, as well as it started. Well, it's the same thing in Australia. Australia was started by um, uh, many convicts, uh, but that's not the full story. That's what we all get told. Oh, Australia was started by all these, you know, jailbirds, basically. Well, it's that's there is truth to that. But there was also good men and good women who started this nation and actually built a Christian foundation. And when we were founded as a nation officially uh, in 1901 with our constitution, it was a Christian constitution. And most of the people of, that were living in Australia at the time had, had the Christian faith. However, today, due to um, all of the factors that are going on uh, in other parts of the world, including Europe, America, and elsewhere, uh, most of, or a big portion of the nation has turned away. Now, I was looking at some statistics uh, in the lead up to this uh, podcast today, and um, something like uh, only one quarter of Australians believe that Jesus Christ um, was who he said he was, that he was um, God in the flesh. And that he rose from the dead. Some there is another group that believe that he may have rose from the dead, but they don't believe the biblical narrative. But if you look at this, I was looking at some stats today. Something like about 25, well, 22 to 25 percent of people believe that Jesus Christ. Um, they believe his claims that he is the true Son of God, uh, that he's a member of the Trinity, that he rose from from the dead, and that he is he, he was God manifest in the flesh. So Australia. Uh, spiritually speaking, uh, is not in a great place right now. But we know that God moves through a remnant. And you look at the ragtag bunch that he used, uh, as the, known as the 12 disciples or the 12 apostles, to start uh, turning this world upside down and how effective they were. You realise, look, God doesn't need a lot of people to, to get his message out. He doesn't need a, a lot of people to... Um, actually take hold of the faith. He just needs people with passion, passion um, people with desire, people who are willing to submit their lives to Christ fully, and people who have got boldness and are not are not intimidated or scared about um, the people who have got political agendas or, or, or uh, other religious agendas uh, that uh, try to hold them back. So we have to have... Uh, uh, a strong foundation in the word of God, number one, know who we are in Christ. We have to know the power of prayer and we have to operate in his glory 
and and believe that he is able to do exceedingly abundantly above, above all we could possibly ask or think that he is moving through us so um i still believe that god has a great future for australia but i also believe that we're going to be going through some extremely tough times in the near future and i think part of the reason of for that is god allows our people to go through testing times to see to test the metal of their faith or to test the strength of their faith do you really want uh, believe or are you, are you going to hold on or are you going to let the temptations of this world take over and so that's that's just a little bit of a uh, an insight uh, for where we're at right now um I've got grave concerns when you look at the 25% of people who are true Christian, roughly speaking, according to statistics. Uh, what percentage of them are sold out to Christ? Well, I would say only a small percentage, and I I don't know what percentage it is, but people that are uh, prayerful, reading the Word of God, um, seeking His face, um, believing for great things, and if to put the ecclesia. Uh, angle on this, believing God for pulling down of strongholds, understanding that we are a group of people who can um, operate in the gifts of the Spirit, operate in the heavenly places far above all principality and power to take down what the enemy is doing. And what does that look like in the practical world? Okay, that looks like um, prostitution places no longer operating. That looks like um, uh, drugs being defeated uh, as an example of that was in Colombia where the drug lords completely controlled that nation about 20 to 30 years ago and through the power of prayer and, and uh, men and women crying out to God over a lengthy period of time those drug lords were taken down and that nation is no longer run by drug lords so I'm just mm-hmm. using examples of, of what the Lord has done and what he can do and you look at the Welsh revival from um, you know, around the year 1900 to 1905 in that time period, uh, the whole of Wales was turned upside down, just like the, the uh, Book of Acts talks about that the whole world was turned upside down when the message of the gospel went out uh, through all the roads uh, leading out from Jerusalem all, all to, the, to the whole world. So we have to have a vision of what is possible and implement it we have, we've got some good groups. I mean, there's a group uh, in Australia called uh, Australia for Jesus, and they they have meetings and, and they have evangelists come over, but and and they also have uh, uh, resources as an example to go in and win people to Christ. Uh, so there, are, and that's just one example. That's an Australian group, uh, but there's many others. Uh, but I don't think we're getting through to the young people like we need to. Um, I was involved in an incident just just in, um, in the last two days where uh, I was doing some security in a, in a uh, grocery shop here and um, a, a gang of, of uh, teenagers came in to steal uh, with their bags. And when I tried to stop them, I was bashed. So this is the kind of thing that's going on in Australia where they don't, they don't care about what is right and wrong they just think that literally if i haven't got any money then i'll have to steal because uh because that's what i need to do to survive or to live rather than actually going and getting a job and actually doing the right thing it it blows my mind that some of the young people in this nation actually think like that um so we have to be vigilant we have to be in prayer we have to believe the word of god we have to, that it is uh, infallible and inerrant and that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He is deity. And it, it, it talks about um, in uh, the book of Third John that if you don't believe that Jesus came in the flesh, you're not really a, a child of God. That is the test. And uh, according to the word of God. So we believe that and we have to start to uh, not only believe it, but then go to prayer, seek the face of God and believe God to turn things around. And he is able to do that. So that's the, that's the starting place, gentlemen. Hey, absolutely. Would you like to add something? 
Um, yeah, I mean, it's... The world is in a very dark place right now. And it's, you know, I, I don't like to focus on it, to be honest. I'd much rather focus on the positive things that are happening. And there are positive things happening. Um, you know, it's just a matter of choosing to focus on, you know, the, the whatsoever things, right? Um, yeah, we need to be aware of all the other crap. And the, the stuff that the that they who you know whoever you want they to be right um, are trying to foist on the rest of us. Yeah. But at the same time, the way we fight that is by not giving it credence, by not going, oh, everything sucks. Because the more we do that, the more we actually feed it. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, that's biblical. Uh, you know, just on that. It kind of goes back to uh, don't being conformed by evil, but, go, but overcome evil with good. And in the same way, don't be uh, overwhelmed by the evil in this world, but with this evil, um, bring in, you know, God's holiness, bring God's truth in the midst of it. Can, constantly, you know, okay, we're aware of this, but we rebuke it, and we will continue, we will still stand for truth. So, it's just a matter of uh, being firm in, um, through, with the, with, um, that, with the help of the Holy Spirit that empowers us to, to, to stay firm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know, one thing I was thinking, thinking about was the, the state of the churches in Australia. I mean, according to some statistics I was looking at, that were saying that um, the group of believers that are strongest in their faith are the ones that go to church, allegedly. And so I'm not saying I agree with that necessarily, but this is just what they're saying. And then I think about, okay, well, what does the Bible talk, talk about in relation to the end times church? Well, uh, for those that aren't aware, in Revelation chapter 2 and chapter 3, it talks about the seven churches. And the amazing thing uh, that I have learned through Chuck Mislay, I need to give him the credit for this, through his Bible school, is that, that those seven churches also are time periods throughout history. And the last one of those is called the Laodicean Church Age, which is what we're in right now, where unfortunately most of most of the church not all not all that's the key thing most of the body of christ i prefer to use that word most of the body of christ unfortunately is lukewarm and the bible warns that god will vomit out of his mouth those that are lukewarm now we don't have to be like that i have seen videos literally recently where young people are crying out to god uh, in prayer meetings having uh all-night vigils, lasting in some cases for weeks on end. So these are the types of people that are hot for God, on fire for God, and they're moving in the power of the Holy Spirit. And I believe that they're changing atmospheres, that they're um, uh, having an impact in, against principalities and powers, and they will not be able to stand under the weight and the power and the glory of God Almighty operating through us through the power of the, and the person of the Holy Spirit. And... <clears throat> No matter how dark it gets in the natural, we know that greater is he that's in us and we have the power of God to change atmospheres in our local uh, uh, environment, in our local city, in our local town, in our, lo in our uh, county or council or area that we're in, wherever you might be. And, um, you know, sometimes seeing ourselves the way God sees us, he sees us as potential nation changes uh, and we might see ourselves as oh I'm, I'm, I'm only this person or I'm only that person I've only done this or that it's like stop limiting yourself by um, your own view and see yourself through the eyes of Christ and I'm not talking about big noting yourself what I'm talking about is having humility to realize we can do nothing without Christ who strengthens us but we can do all things through Christ you know when he 
when we when we start to believe and this is the thing so when we start to allow ourselves to be um the, the pottery in god's hands he can shape us he can he can fill us with uh the with what we need from the word of god and with uh good quality people around us and with uh, uh knowledge of of certain things you know uh and once we have uh enough information from um from the world which backs up the word of god and we understand the word of God, we have the foundation of the word of God in our heart and we're in tune with the Holy Spirit, then we can be really effective for Christ. And when I say talking about the things of the world, I'm not talking about uh, going off into the world to to uh, follow what they do. I'm talking about to rescue people from the world. Um, you know, Jesus said, go into all the world and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them baptizing them in the name of the father the son and the holy spirit he's called us to go out into the world not 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 to be um like rabbits you know building tunnels under the ground but to actually go out into all this world and preach with boldness with power and, and through, with holiness and with, with with love a message that resonates uh, and, and with conviction to realize hey we're all mortal beings one day we're all going to face God. We're all going to give an account for our life. And uh, if we are wise, if we are wise, we're going to turn our lives over to him because all the things that you can see are going to pass away one day. And all the things that you can't see is going to, is, going to, is eternal. Uh, so we have to understand that it's not us, but Christ in us who is the hope of glory. So I'm Amen. encouraged that I'm encouraged in spite of the fact that we um, we have incredible challenges in, in our in our uh, nation in Australia and I know you do in America as well uh, and you know you look around and you see all, all the devastation and, and, and tragedies and, and, and all these things that are going on it's like we need to take our eyes off of those things that we can't control and put our eyes on Jesus and start to say and start to believe start to believe for him to 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 move through us and you know we, we one one simple thing that we can do go lay hands on the sick and, and believe that they're going to recover mm. you know we, we go and pray for people actually do something you know and when we start to move and have faith then god is able to start moving through us but so long as we just stay uh at home uh or, or we uh we don't uh uh, project our faith through our actions. We don't actually go and do something or speak to people or, or start to ask God, you know, what's going on with this person? How, you know, is, is there a way that we that I can speak into this person's life? And it might be just a, a, a simple prayer or it might be even that the Lord gives you insight. It might be a word of wisdom or a word of knowledge or a word of understanding or it might even be a, be, be a prophetic word. These things can happen as we start to step out in the spirit and believe God to move in individual people's lives because you know, we can't change the whole world, but I'll tell you what we can do is we can change individuals' lives and we can make a difference in them. And as we're able to do that, then they can also influence others as well. So we can fight back one by one, individually through, through relationship uh, and through faith and believing God uh, to, to move through us not because of who we are, but because of who Christ is in us. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, man. I mean, it. The that's the bottom line. It the <clears throat> and the moment we make it about us, we've gone off. <laughs> yeah. We've we done messed up. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. It. I gotta remind that, uh, remind myself of that all the time uh, when it comes to uh, whether how this podcast reaches out and and such. Uh, that it's not, again, it ain't about us. It's about bringing Jesus to those who, whether uh, the millennials that know Him or those millennials that don't, uh, and, and as well as Generation Z and the youth. Um, but it's not by our power that the message gets out. It's all the credits going to Jesus. It's just we're doing what we believe is being obedient to doing this podcast or and, you know, 
uh, including everyone in who can uh, contribute into the mission. Uh, but it, I, all glory goes to him, and he will increase, you know, viewers. He will increase the message, and he will, you know, he will do all these things. We just, we just gotta continue. We gotta continue seeking his face, seeking the head, and you know, he'll make everything clear and make everything uh, work uh, work perfectly. You know. So it's just it's just constant to be reminded that um, it, it ain't about us. No, it isn't. I mean, actually, I was just thinking about uh, you know young people today, and uh, just thinking about history. You know, most of the nation shakers throughout history have been young people. Have you know started their ministry at very young? They might have been teenagers or in their twenties. And uh, they just got serious with God, and God started to use them. I mean, you know, uh, the Welsh Revival was started by a very young man, as an example. You know, and many of these other revivals uh, throughout history have been started by by young people who just got a hold of God, who just you know decided, you know what, I I don't like the way things are. I'm going to make a difference by getting real with God spending time with him and crying out for my generation, crying out for my nation, crying out for these people who I see, you know, uh, uh, tragedies and devastations and, and issues going on and start to believe God that, that, we, that we actually can make a difference, that, that we can do something, that, that the Lord will start to turn things around. And sometimes, you know, instead of looking at all these things which happen to be curses, we can pray against those things and we can believe God to break all curses over our land and our nation and our people. But also we can start to believe God for blessings, you know, for those that seek his face and those that actually uh, uh, know him and, and want to make him known. You know? So, uh, you know, at the university levels, you know, there's been so many examples, including this year in 2023, of the young people who are just getting on fire for God. And this this podcast is aimed at reaching those young people to realise, you know what? When you, when you go into the world, if, if you try all the things that the world has to offer, you will soon see that there is no substance in them. You know, you can, you can try uh, drugs, you can try alcohol, you can try cigarettes, you can try, um, you know, being with the opposite sex and 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 and, and doing all sorts of uh, things that the Bible warns against, but you'll soon find out that there's no fulfilment. There's a sense of guilt. There's a sense of losing, um, you know, your conscience of what of what is right and wrong. And the only way that you can find yourself truly in this world is through Jesus Christ, because He restores you. He can, when you repent, He can, He will forgive you of all of your sins. And he will wash a slate clean, you know, like as white as snow. And from that point, that doesn't mean that, you, you know, uh, that, that you forget everything that's gone before. But it means that you start again, you start afresh and you start to believe, wow, I can, um, I can be an effective person for Christ. I can actually be uh, putty in his hands where I can be moulded to do what he wants me to do, to go where he wants me to go and to be effective. And, uh, you know, certainly um, what the Ecclesia groups that that, that are going right now are are certainly having an impact where people are, the whole purpose of an Ecclesia group is to come together where we all contribute. And so we we all get a scripture. we, we all get something like either a scripture or a prophetic word or an insight or a word of wisdom or we, or, or we might be, be a word of encouragement. And when we come together and start to believe God, we can actually touch people's lives. And, you know, sometimes, sometimes people, it can become quite emotional, but it's, okay, what, the key point is, what is going to be the lasting effect? How is that going to change that person's life? Is that going to change that person from having a negative mentality to a positive one? Is that going to change someone from seeing things, you know, uh, in a way where everything seems hopeless to seeing, uh, to, to having hope all of a sudden? Start thinking, okay, God is moving. You know, I do believe what that person said to me. I do believe the word of God, that, 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 I, um, that, that God so loved me that he sent his only son. You know, I, I, 
I, I, I do have value, not, not because of I, I'm, I'm, I'm more important than anyone else, but because Christ loved me so much that he died for me and for you and for everybody else. And it's important that we have we value ourselves, but also we see things with, with the right balance so we understand, so that we have humility, so that we don't see ourselves as someone uh, you know that more important or better than anyone else. We just see ourselves um, in the right light so we understand what our purpose is so that we can be effective in what God's called us to do. And I know these gentlemen, both Caleb and Matt, as example, are examples of that, where they're, they're moving ahead with what the Lord's called them to do. And, you know, I, I, I see myself as a bit of a support person where I um, can contribute, you know, uh, you know, when I get the opportunity to. And, uh, and I just have you know, great respect for these gentlemen. And um, we met, we're, we're here to help lead people on the right path so that they start to follow Christ, so that they are effective young men and young women for Christ. Because it's not just enough to just become a born-again Christian. That's a great start. But then how are we going to make a difference in this world to lead others to Christ? How are we going to be someone who has an impact, a positive impact on this world, where we we, we show people the right way, we, we show people uh, we can have principles, we can have biblical principles, and we can stand up against tyrannical leaders, we can stand up against against uh, uh, situations which are against the word of God, we can stand up for for life. As an example, when people believe, that, oh, that's no, okay to, to kill babies because, um, you know, they don't have, they, they don't have any understanding yet. So, no, it's not okay because... God has made that person a special, a special uh, someone special, and he's got a purpose for them. It is not okay to take the life of another. The Bible makes it very, very clear. Thou shalt not kill. And that's what abortion is. It's also important to stand up against agendas, which are against the word of God. The Bible says that God gives people over to an unclean mind when they reject him. And for those people that go off into... Uh, into alternative lifestyles, which are not based upon the word of God. And the Bible warns about when people go into those kinds of lifestyles, then they're gonna be out of fellowship with God. And they can't be in fellowship so long as they're in those kinds of lifestyles. You have to first acknowledge that you're a sinner, then repent of your sin, turn from your wicked ways and choose to follow him. And not let anything come between you and God, because he, the most important thing that you will have in this life is your relationship with the Lord. Because outside of Him, there is no salvation. There is no a, a, eternal um, goodness that you're going to uh, be able to have if you're not found in Jesus Christ. So, as a result of that, we have to be, we have to understand the Word of God. We have to know the Word of God, and we then have to choose to live live it. And that's what mm -hmm. we're trying. That's what we're trying to achieve, and that's what we're trying to do. And we're, we're trying to reach people for those goals. So would Absolutely. You say, um, so, so would you say, Malcolm, that like the um the things the things that are going on in Australia, the things that we need to be aware of, especially when things that um the issues pretty are pretty are, are the ones that are pretty similar to here in America, like abortion. Uh, things that are going on in the school system, even the LGBTQ and the transgenderism issues? 100%. Uh, you know, it concerns me greatly that, you know, I've got two young children and there's no way in Australia right now that I would feel confident about putting each child in a, in a government school right now because they propagandise the children. I had I was talking to a gentleman recently who just told me that um, his children in a public school, in a government school, are being taught that, that um, there's 72, 72 genders and you can choose which one you want to be. 72? That's so, well, you know, that, 70, 72. So, that's interesting. I mean, Wait a um, where did I thought that was the number of that number, where did they plug that number from? Islam. <laughs> 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 Hmm. Yeah, well, well, I, I actually heard uh, that it was the number of Virginians that we're going to uh, fight against, and actually, 
that, that, that we're going to actually meet up there in heaven. Anyway. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway. But, yeah. So, uh, let's just go back to the, to the situation. So, as an example, uh, in some states of Australia, it is, uh, if, if you have a child in a, in a government-run school and the teachers are able to convince the child to, to change gender, um, if a parent tries to stop that process, you can be arrested and put in jail and receive massive fines. We're talking hundreds of, in, in the hundreds of thousands of dollars. Uh, so this is, this is how bad it is. So it is not safe sending your child to a public school in Australia anymore uh, because you don't know what the teacher's going to try and do, uh, what, what their agenda is. Um, they don't teach truth in many cases. They teach propaganda. They, they teach deception to try and lead people away from the truth. And we have, that's why we have to know the word of God for ourselves, so that we can correct correct people or correct our children if, if they've been taught things which are, which are clearly um, against what the word of God uh, teaches us. So we have to know the word of God for ourselves. And we, we, we have to be able to uh, teach it so that when, when, uh, when they are taught uh, things which are uh, clearly not in alignment with the word of God, that, that uh, they have an understanding. No, 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 I can't believe that. I mean, I'll give you an example. You know, when I was at high school, I was taught evolution. But I didn't believe it because I know that we, you know, we didn't come from monkeys and we didn't come from a pile of slime. We were created in the image and likeness of God Almighty. We were created uh, uh, with a design for particular functions. And we were created uh, to, to know Christ, to know Jesus Christ and to make him known. We are, we're not here by a random chance. In fact, there's no such thing in the Bible as random. Everything, and there's no coincidences either. Everything is done by design. Everything is done with a purpose. And we are here in this in this uh, age that we're living in right now, by the, by the design of God Almighty, who knew before he even created Adam and Eve, that one day a gentleman by the name of Matt, Caleb and Malcolm would be talking on a podcast in May 2023. And here we are. So, you know, he knows all things, future and past. He knows the plans and purposes that he has for us to give us a hope and a future and, and to see us operate in, a, in the fulfillment of what he's called us to do. And when we do, that's when we have... Uh, uh, that's when we have uh, a, a feeling of fulfillment, a belief that, okay, look, you know, this is what I'm here for. This is what God's made me for, you know? So I guess that's one of the key points that I want to convey. Absolutely. I mean, <clears throat> the the one thing that we need to keep in mind as, as believers is that God is creative. The enemy can't create anything. That takes Amen. that takes an aspect of the image of God that was only given to us in order to actually create Amen. something. The enemy can only corrupt things, which is what we see. I mean, it, he hates us reproducing because we bear the image of God. He hates us creating anything good because that ultimately brings glory to God. Right. Even uh, even with um, with the the supernatural power, and I use this example all the time. Um, we see it in in biblical times, and you could probably make arguments of modern day times, in present day times, uh, where the enemy can only corrupt. Um, the power that was already been uh, created by God. What do I mean by that? Well, in when Moses was sent to Pharaoh, Moses, God told him, okay, you will, through this staff, you'll do my wonders. So he told uh, Moses, well, basically, well, when he told his um, brother Aaron to cast down his staff, and therefore it turned into a serpent. 
well, the, the, the priests of uh, Ra um, did the same. Um, well, what does that mean? Well, meaning, again, the enemy can't create. He can only corrupt what already existed. And in oh, the man. end, and in the end, this, um, Aaron's staff are, are won because God won because the staff, Aaron's staff, consumed the other staffs. So either way, but so it still proves the point that with power and all that, Satan may have a little power, but it really wasn't his. He just corrupted it, and the only power that wins is by the uh, um, uh, power of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. Oh, and and also to that Caleb. Uh, to that point, Caleb, you know, when there's been showdowns, uh, and that's a, a perfect example of one, when there's been uh, showdowns between the powers of God and the powers of darkness, where, where a true man or woman of God is operating in the true power of the Holy Spirit, the person who's, who's moving in the power of the Holy Spirit always wins. Why? Because the power of God is more powerful and stronger than any demonic or satanic power there is. And, you know, I've heard stories, and I'm sure you gentlemen have as well, where there's been witches and warlocks who've tried to go into Christian meetings to do certain things. But when a man or woman who is moving in the, in the Holy Spirit is there, they can shut them down. I've heard examples, literally, where, where wizards and warlocks have literally been frozen. They're not able to move an inch. They're not able to move any part of their body, and their mouth has been shut. And the power that they were operating in, the demonic power they were operating in, has been stopped. And they said, how did you do that? Well, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world, and the weapons of my warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down the strongholds, which includes what those kinds of people are doing. This is real. Uh, in places like Africa, as an example, um, there's many witches and warlocks which do uh, really, really horrific things that I wouldn't even want to talk about on podcasts like this. And yet, when when they try to operate, uh, you know, against men and women of God who are who are moving the spirit, uh, they can be they can be shut down. They, they, they can have all sorts of horrific things happen to them, because the curse comes back on them. And it's interesting, the Apostle Paul. Um, there's an example in the scripture in the New Testament where he literally said uh, to someone who was who was operating in witchcraft, may your body be given over to Satan, uh, you know, for, um, for for punishment or for you know uh, for retribution because because of what you're doing. Uh, the Apostle Peter uh, was operating in the power of the Spirit in a very very powerful way. And when Ananias and Sapphira came up to give money, they lied to the Holy Spirit, they lied to Peter about the amount of money that they had, and they dropped dead as a result. So you do not want to be uh, you do not want to be lying to God, you do not want to be deceitful, you do not want to be moving in any spirit which is not um, which is not that of the Holy Spirit, because you know, bad things can happen. So, you know, these, these people who operate in, in, in evil powers, they bring curses upon themselves and they can be that they can be brought down by the power of the Holy Spirit, especially especially with prayer and fasting, because greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. You wanna to add to that, Caleb? Yeah, thank you, Malcolm. Uh Real quick, if we got a little time, can you tell us more about, um, I know you wanted to mention, um, how I'm forgetting the name of the group, um, the, uh, uh, I'm trying to say it without, um, but, uh, the, the indigenous people in Australia. The what, the what of Australia, sorry? Just, I couldn't quite get that. He's talking about the Aborigines. Th thank you, that's the word I was looking for, the Aborigines. Ah, oh, right. Okay. About that. Okay. Tell us about what's going on, like with them, because we know again we need to understand um, what's going on, so that way we can pray uh, for the Holy Spirit to yeah. correct this and using people um, uh, to do that. So please tell us a little more about the apparitions. Yeah, sure. There's uh, there's a few aspects to it, but I'll, I'll talk about a, a couple of examples. So right now, we have something coming up called a referendum, and a referendum is where the government, the Australian federal government 
puts out a question to the people of Australia, like an election, like an election, you go to elect, uh, an electoral booth or, uh, and, you ask, and, and you get a choice to tick yes or no to the question, and they're going to ask the question, should the Aboriginal people of Australia uh, have a voice to our parliament? Now, if you don't understand the question and what, what the government is trying to do, you'll easily think, oh, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. But what, you don't, what people may not understand is that by giving this voice to Parliament, they're actually trying to take away sovereignty from the rest of Australians. They're actually, they have evil intent with what they're trying to do. It's actually a power grab. And what governments, especially in modern times, but even through ancient times, they always try to have, get more powerful, more powerful themselves at the expense of the people. They do not care about the interests of the Australian people. They just care about themselves, uh, uh, their own money and their own power, especially power. And this is a power grab by the, a power grab by the Australian government and the elite to take away more and more sovereignty from the Australian people. And they're using a racist way of doing it because they're excluding all other races. So we're talking white people, black, black and uh, African Australians. We're talking Latino Australians. We're talking Asian Australians. And we've got a lot of them. We've got European Australians. We've got people from uh, every continent on Earth. What I want to say is, oh no, um, only the Aboriginals have this extra right and it's actually very it's taking away from the rule of law it's taking away from the principle that all men are created equal and that one group of people should not be given uh, uh, more rights than another and it's already uh, in our constitution in Australia already that there should be no um, a preference to any group of people based upon race or any other major factor race religion etc uh, etc et so what they're trying to do is evil uh, the Australian government and so that's a major thing now on a different subject in relation to Aboriginal people there's a major problem in this nation where the young people have been taught by their elders in their in their culture that this land was stolen from them and uh, as a result of being this land um, uh, allegedly being stolen from them, they they have the right to steal from everybody else or, or to steal from grocery stores and other stores. And we have a major crime problem in Australia, which has been perpetuated by the government with their policies, that you cannot do anything to stop anyone from stealing anything in, in the stores in Australia, because if you do, you get in trouble. So they can literally go into a grocery store, take as much stuff as they like, and the security guards, are not allowed to stop them because if they do, they can get sacked, and they do get sacked. Uh, if you try to if you try to inspect the bags, and uh, uh, they can refuse to allow you to inspect the bags and get away with it, and just walk out with as much stuff as they like. And you sort of think, hang on, where's the justice and where, where's the righteousness in that? Well, there is none. And so this nation has got a major issue with that now. So the young Aboriginals, especially, are being taught that they had their land stolen from them. Now, what should be the narrative? I'll tell you what should be the narrative. The narrative should be that we've had other groups of people come into this nation to enrich this nation, to increase the quality of our standard of living. Following, uh, following uh, all sorts of false religions and following and, and just living like um, uh, uh, in, in, a, in a very uh, in, in a way that is, is uh, barbaric, basically, to having a high quality of life where you have a roof over your head, you have access to all modern technology, you have um, cars, you have TVs, you have uh, ability to go on aeroplane flights, you have you have the ability to go to a university or to a or to a, a college and actually get a, a quality education to get a quality job so that you can actually get ahead in life. Uh, these are all the uh, opportunities that have arisen as a result of, of uh, you know, other people, other groups of people coming to this nation. And it's not just one group or one nation that came here. It's, it's many people from all over Earth. Another thing that they don't take into account is the fact that Australia went has been to war 
on a number of occasions, including World War One and World War Two. And in World War Two, uh, the Australian people of that time protected the Aboriginals from the Japanese invasion of Australia, where they would have wiped the Aboriginals out. But there is no appreciation of history, appreciation of of um, what has happened in a positive sense. They own the government and the media and the elders only focus on negative things or negative mentalities. And another the other thing which is even more important than all of this is that Jesus Christ is not focused on or spoken about in most of these people's lives, and especially in our education. And they, so they think, oh, um, because with this victimhood mentality that they have, they are not taught to, to start to believe God for him to move in their life, for him to better their lives, for, for him to to change their lives and, and to have a positive outlook. They just want to have this victimhood mentality. And the only hope we've got in this nation is having an uh, outpouring of the Holy Spirit where God starts to move on the hearts of these people and for them to start realising, hang on, I've been deceived. It's not all about me and what I've lost and me being ripped off. It's actually about me submitting myself to what Christ has called me to do so that I can be an effective man or woman of God to, 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 to show and be a good example of, of someone who follows Christ and be someone who actually has a positive influence on others and to be someone who can even reach people for Christ. These are the right mindset to have rather than these negative mindsets which they're being taught in, in the school system, by the government, by the media and by many of their elders. Now, I have also met some, some powerful Aboriginal people who are good people who actually do have the right mindset. Unfortunately, it's 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 they're very much the minority. Like it's a small percentage, very small percentage, unfortunately. And we we definitely need prayer for these young people and for the whole the whole Aboriginal people who uh, have an outpouring of the Holy Spirit in their lives to uh, come away from these crazy. Uh, mindsets of, oh no, we can't share the land of Australia with anyone else. Uh, this was land was stolen from us and we're the only ones that have the right to be here. That's the wrong mentality. The right mentality is we're grateful that we have other people here who can enhance our life and can um, you know, bring their cultures and uh, can have a positive influence on this nation and we can all live together in harmony. That's the right mindset. And it, 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 it's just sadly, sadly lacking. And our government and our media perpetuate all the wrong victimhood mentalities, yeah. uh, especially when it comes to the Aboriginal people. And that's that's the major challenge we've got in this nation, uh, when it comes to the Aboriginal people specifically. Okay, thank you, Malcolm. Appreciate that update. Yeah, it's it's very. I'm telling you, the, all the things you're talking about is very. It's what we're dealing with here in America. Um, people continue to have a victimized attitude, and you know, think they're entitled to things and all, and, and all that. The thing is, we're in reality, we're entitled to nothing, and it's only by grace of God that we've been given uh, things. But also in trying to. Um, yeah, and with, with what you're saying, um, trying to change the mindset of people, again, we're trying to also do what they can to erect, to tear down things, there are certain monuments and all that, they don't, and all that, they, that offends them, and I'm like, well, okay, if anything, you, what you're doing, you're also trying, to, what you're trying to do is try to tear down history, you know, erase history, and if you erase history, then you're doomed to repeat it. Because that if you erase it, you're gonna forget it. So important, and I'm not talking about. I'm not necessarily supporting certain monuments, but the idea, in the sense of you know trying to erase what happened in history. Uh, again, no, we need to keep what's what in the sense of what history has taught us, and to learn from our mistakes as well as our pros. Because um, again, or otherwise, you're, we're going to continue making the same mistake. And the enemy is all about division. It's not about, you know, he's not, the enemy's not about, you know, bringing together and all that. Uh, it's, it's, it's that dividing mindset. And what we're, and with the help of the Spirit, it's about, you know, bringing everyone to the King, the Savior, so that we all can become one and we all become whole through Him. 
Absolutely, and I mean, to add to that a little bit, it, this whole identity thing, it's crucial. Um, when we really get that as Christians, as believers in Jesus Christ, as followers of Jesus Christ, his identity is ours. Let that sink in. Um, all this other stuff, yes, it it make it can make for a beautiful mosaic, but it should not be the center. It, it shouldn't be the centerpiece of anybody's life. And you know, I would I would argue that as as followers of Jesus, that needs to be the deciding factor in our lives, not what our skin color is, not not our ethnicity, not what tribe we belong to, not whatever preferences we may have. Um, but just grabbing what's good from him. And what's good from those those things that made that have made us what we are um, in terms of uh, social stuff, yeah. in terms of family family of origin, in terms of um, what nationality or ethnicity our family is from, whether we're Americans, whether we're British, whether we're Australian, whether we're German, whatever, all those things make f and each individual group, each people group, has something very valuable to bring to the body of Christ. Right. And the body will not be complete without all of those pieces. That's why I think, and this just hit me, why Jesus won't come back until the entire world is heard. So, I think the I think the bottom line here is yeah, there are all there are these messes. Yeah. Good lord, are there some messes? Um, but those messes aren't the deciding factor right. for anything, frankly. It's something but it's not everything the deciding not factor, by a long shot the deciding factor is jesus yeshua that we continue to keep our eyes on him and be led by him through this mess so that in him we can be used to fix again we don't do the fixing he does but because again he doesn't need us at all but he wants us he wants to use he wants us to be a part of it to be part of that fixing process that healing process to, uh, to perform signs and wonders, to just, again, not to glorify ourselves, but to show that there is a God, He's still alive, and He's still working. Can I just add a, a point about what you said, uh, Matt, as well? Uh, just in return, in, sorry, in, in relation to the uh, return of Jesus Christ, that um, when, it, when it talks about in, in Matthew 24, that, um, you know, and the end will not come uh, until the whole world hears the gospel. You know, one of the exciting aspects of that is that we can all be a part of that. We can all personally be involved in being a part of the uh, Great Commission, as it's called in the Bible, to win the lost. And we don't know how many more lost there needs to be won before Christ comes back. Only God knows that. But the exciting thing is that we can play a part in that. We can play a part in the, in, in, in winning the loss, which will help ret uh, Jesus return quicker. Because once once the full number of Gentiles has come in, according to Romans chapter, I believe it's Romans chapter 11. Sounds right. Verse 25. Uh, uh, from that point, he will he will finish finish this this age. The tribulation will happen, and then the return of 
the, the, the second coming of Christ will happen. In terms of when the rapture will happen, that's different people have different opinions and I'm not going to uh, be dogmatic on that because different people see it differently. But the bottom line is that Christ is, is, is coming back. And we have to live our lives according to uh, according to, to the biblical narrative which states that he is the blessed hope. Jesus, the return of Christ, the coming of Christ, is the blessed hope. Whether you see that as the rapture or, 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 or another aspect, but we're going to live with Christ forever. And our, our you know, one of the things that talks about in the Bible about Abraham is that um, he saw a city uh, where the builder and maker was God. He wasn't looking at just uh, uh, some earthly place that where he was living. He was looking to the eternal city that is one day going to come down on, on earth. It's called the New Jerusalem, according to Revelation chapter 21. And we, you know, it's amazing to think about what the promises of God are. God are to us but we have we have practical things that we have to do now we've got we've got a we've got a great commission we've been called for a purpose and it's our role to go and make a difference and we can do the practical things we can do the small things and we can have a great impact not because of of you know oh I'm this or I'm that no 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 it's got nothing to do with that it's got it's, ha it's how much we allow Christ to rule in us and to move through us and to operate through us so that we give God all the glory. And, uh, and that's exciting. It's exciting to know that we're living in end times, you know, and it's also, it's also a privilege, in spite of all the horrific things that are happening, to understand that God's called us to stand up in these times and to be a difference maker. You know, it's very, very easy for a fish to, to swim down river, to go, to go in the same direction that the river's flowing. It's very, very hard to swim upriver against the flow of the river. And that's what God's called us to do in this world, because the whole world is uh, believing in, in lies and deceptions, such as, oh, it's okay to have abortions, it's okay to be gay and transgender, it's okay to um, go and do all these things. No, it's not. So we're flowing up. We're, we're, we're swimming upstream against the flow of, of our culture. Why? Because we believe that the Bible is eternal, the Word of God, and we we have principles which never change. They don't change based upon a new generation coming along and saying, "Oh, we now believe this," or "We think this is okay." We think that's okay. It's like, "Oh yeah," and where's the foundation for that from? Oh, we just made it up. Oh really? Yeah. Well, our foundation. <laughs> is Jesus Christ. Our foundation is Jesus Christ and he is the chief cornerstone of the building. And as a result of that, we have we can have confidence, an eternal confidence in where we're going and what we're doing. Because we have we have we have uh, a vision from God Almighty which shows us uh, our future. It gives us confidence and a knowledge that uh, it's not just about this uh, short time we're going to have on earth, however many years we're here, whether it be whether it be a, a small child who passes away or be someone who lives to 100 or even 120. Uh, we're only here for a short time, so we have to make an impact for Christ while we're here. And that's what he's called us to. Absolutely. And, you know, I think that's a good spot to wrap for today. Yes. <laughs> Um, as much as I'd love to just keep going, I think it's I think it's time to be cognizant of the time. Oh man, why do you have to be like that? <laughs> <laughs> you know. It... Yes, well, guys. Yes, thank you, for... Malcolm. Thank you so much. Uh, it's always a pleasure to have you, bud. And it's, you know, I love the way you uh, how the. the the confidence that I know that's through the Holy Spirit that you bring, uh, just always that reminder, it, it encourages me every time I hear you talk and just reminder of what we, what we need to keep our focus on, and that's Jesus. And and the, the, the possible, be, the impossible becoming possible. And I always hear that through you. So it's always an honor and a blessing to have you here and, and a part of this team. Absolutely. Well, I just want to say uh, thank you very much to both of you, uh, Matt and Caleb, uh, for having me. And um, 
I really appreciate the opportunity to spend some time with you online and and uh, and with the people out there. And and I just want people to 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 go away uh, remembering it's not about who they are, but it's about Christ, about who Christ is in them. And they don't have to worry or, or be in fear. They just have to have be in faith and believe. And then God can do great and mighty things through them. We can be a firebrand for God Almighty, for Jesus Christ. Absolutely. Well, guys, thank you uh, for uh, tuning in. Um, as a, as a, for those who are watching, you guys can reach us at outpouring underscore fellowship at proton.me. And the other contact information that I have, that and thanks to Matt that he uploaded just now, uh, Caleb Meal at, at outlook.com. Uh, you can also can reach us on the uh, on the on our my Instagram and then on um, uh, Matt's uh, Telegram and then we're on True Social and uh, background music as we said is from Indie Folk Background KL Productions. So, uh, guys, I hope this podcast was a blessing to you. Um, uh, for if anything that we can take from what we heard from Australia is that we continue to be aware, continue to pray against uh, the the media bringing in their agenda, the schools. Uh, uh, the, the mindset of, of changing your identity and about the aboriginal uh, people um, that the outpouring of the Holy Spirit would come upon them that, that the spirit of being victim would would uh, flee we were, that we rebuke that and that that um that, that again that you, that Jesus' name would be known and that it would be glorified and a, and a huge revival would come upon, come upon Australia. And we already, and we are seeing that even through the low percentage, but the Lord works through a remnant and we need to pray and hope that the Lord, will, that we, and that we ourselves will be used to equip the, the churches, the ecclesia there in Australia. So keep Australia in your prayer, folks. Uh, again, thank you for tuning in. I hope that again, this was a blessing to you. Shalom, shalom. Keep your light shining. God bless.